va Montiel. Montiel va. The final of the 22nd World Cup. France again, or Argentina at last. Each for the right to a third star on their national jersey. Bundles of romance around it, yes. A breath, a heartbeat. Welcome to the Dennis and Friends podcast, a place where my friends and I talk about whatever we want to talk about, whatever interests us, what's going on in life and around the world, or the greatest game we've ever seen ever. I'm Dennis. I'm the host of the show. Welcome to episode 60. And by golly, what a great episode 60 we have for you today. The World Cup final just ended and quite possibly this is the greatest game I've ever seen in my life, probably the greatest sporting event I've ever seen in my life. All the drama, all the storylines, all the hype, it lived up to the billing, and we're still trying to breathe here a little bit. So here to, to process all the chaos with me are two guests who have made their debut during this World Cup cycle, Adam Arez and Yo. Dawson Maxwell. Hello. Hello. Oh, man. Okay, boys. Well... <laughs> Man, what a what a barn burner. Adam, you ended up watching it with uh with Maddie's people, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately most people were up. So Dawson, how did you watch? Oh, I was just at the crib watching on TikTok live, you know. My uh, <laughs> my bootleg with no TV subscription. So I was the first half I was on some like random people. They sounded like they were from like Alabama. They had like uh-huh. no idea how soccer worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then the oh second half was like some stream and that had to be like in Argentina because there was oh, like people in a room and it was a giant projector on a wall and they were just like screaming the whole time. Dang. And I was watching their stream for the penalties too. So it was That's amazing. Intense. 
Dude, you should have copped one of those like little like uh, antennas because you could have gotten Fox at least. I oh mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what you should have done. Or you could have asked for my Peacock yeah. login. Even Dude, I if I could Spanish, if I could have chosen a provider, I would have loved to watch it uh, on Sky Sports for Peter Drury's commentary. Yes. Oh, I, I need to watch the highlights later of like with his commentary. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I've already seen a couple clips of his. Of his commentary, they're like one of the clips as they're like entering the stadium. Dude, he's just a master, yeah. master. Oh, he's so good. I'm so glad he's the lead on Premier League on NBC now too. Oh, really? That's he's awesome. So yeah, yeah, he's so good. He's That's so sick. good. I just had I think five, five or six guys over to watch the game. Bought some donuts and some kolaches. I'll tell you all this funny story. Clayton came in <laughs> like the last like five minutes of the game, like right after Mbappe scored his second one. And so he comes in like he literally like ran inside my house. I told him, hey, doors unlocked. He's like, cool. Opens the door, just sprints up the stairs. OK, I'm here. And just makes like a big scene of like his arrival. <laughs> and the whole time he was there, it was just stressful because we were just like yelling at the TV. Like everybody like got really amped up. Oh, my gosh. And then Montiel at the end. I mean, y- y'all know we've been meeting yeah. about him for the whole last month. And the fact Bro. that he scored the winner, <laughs> the winning penalty. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about that later. Okay. I don't know where to start. We're just going to blabber and see where this goes. Beginning of the game, Argentina was just dominated. Thoughts on how the game started and how shaky France looked at the at the first half specifically. Yeah, I mean, France looked shell-shocked, really. Like, And I don't know what it was because it just it wasn't anything really like crazy. It just they didn't look fast, you know, because whenever I was anticipating this game, I was really nervous, obviously, because I wanted Argentina to win. But I was nervous because I'm just like, how are they going to contain, you know, Mbappe, contain France's speed? And they just didn't look explosive at all. Like, you know, anytime they created a, a sequence, it didn't last very long and they didn't look threatening in it. It just all of the momentum and all the like threatening looks were going Argentina's way. And yeah, they just really had to pedal down on France and they, they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was it was interesting because I feel like when you look back like two games prior to this one for both teams, like Argentina was just increasing in how they've been playing. They've been getting better and better each game and it seemed like France was going the other way. And I feel like the first half was a culmination of that, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they just, they really didn't seem like I mean, not a single shot in the first half registered. That that tells you right there just how sluggish they looked. Um, and yeah, Argentina was able to capitalize on it pretty well. Um, it was a it was an interesting first half, especially from a French point of view, because you would not expect something like that to happen in a, in a final for them. But yeah, it's almost like they got caught off guard by Argentina's intensity. Have you not seen them play? Like we've talked about. I mean, both of you, we've talked about how uh, DePaul's a pit bull. Like that, all these guys like press out of their mind. Did they just not expect that? I just, I was very surprised that they were just kind of like easing into it. It's like it's the final. Like you know what they're gonna do at this point, right? So yeah. next question: Messi's penalty, correct call or no? Correct. Oh yeah, I think it was. I, I will concede that he did go down very easily, but there was definitely intentional contact, which especially from behind, you have to call it. So I, it yeah. was it was yeah. a silly challenge. By Dembele, but obviously Di Maria could have played through that. I think I don't know the the angle kind of looked like he tripped, like Dembele's kick made him made his legs like kind of cross, you know. So I think the fall was intentional. It, it just you know looks a little soft, but that's a that's a penalty. If I'm Di Maria there, 
and I'm getting clipped from behind in the box, my initial, my first thought is fall. <laughs> you know, 100%. just don't make it, you know, don't make it look too fake to where the ref's not going to call it. But as one that hates flopping, weak fouls and people going down easy, it, it's like, well, that's an easy one to just be like, okay, sweet, thanks. <laughs> I'll yeah. take the pen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought Dembele was just too lazy yeah. the way he defended that. Like, when he, like, clipped him, it was like there was no, like, other effort besides just, like, trying to stop him from in that way. I thought it was lazy on his part. Obviously, the kick was great by Messi. And then the second goal, oh, my gosh. Beautiful. beautiful. Wow. McAllister, that pass. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was yeah. Messi who passed it. I did, too. But then yeah. I look I look back at the replay. I, they look pretty similar for whatever reason. I don't know why, even though they're definitely not similar at all. Like, they have different body frame and different color hair and all that. Because Messi started <laughs> the sequence, you know, with, with his pass. I think he passed it to McAllister. Or mm-hmm. passed before McAllister. But that's the, the replay they were showing on my stream, at least. Like, they showed Messi's pass. And it took me like three or four replays to even realize that Messi didn't get the assist. So I was like, wait, what? right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Messi created that beautifully. And then the runs were just fantastic. It was great. And for Di Maria to get a goal after, after his injury and all that, I mean, getting to watch him, you know, run back to restart the game and he's just, you know, so emotional. That was awesome to see too, um, yeah. for him to score that way. So yeah, we talked about it this morning in the chat, but obviously, like, great gamble from Scaloni to bring him on to start him. This is kind of cheating into second half talk, but the game changed when he came off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, sub ready. for like him for Acuna ended up not being the right thing. Um, ended up causing a lot more chaos. I I wish Di Maria would have been pulled like ten minutes later because he came off like what sixty third, sixty fifth minute, something like that. I wish he yeah. would have stayed on until the seventy fifth. I'm sure he wasn't a hundred percent still, but I don't know. I, I feel like you got to give it a little bit longer because of the threat that he was able to create all night, especially in the first half. You know, second half was kind of a a meh start. You know, I thought the subs from the Champs at the end of the first were. I mean, as we know, they were. They were risky. That, that was a choice. But obviously, one tells you that Giroud was not healthy. And maybe you should have waited to bring him on till later. Maybe you should have started Thuram. And Thuram ended up being really, really great. And then Dembele came off for... Who was it? Do you remember? Was it... Uh, yeah, okay. Which he was so, fantastic, I thought. Yeah, he's been great since... Uh, since the quarterfinal or the semifinal, one of the two, the one, the game where he scored, the Morocco game. I think it took them a little bit for them to get into the game, but they did well. And then chaos ensued in the seventy, what eighth, ninth minute. Correct penalty call for Mbappe, right? I actually couldn't see it, like I couldn't see it on my stream. So I need to go back and find that call. From what I heard the announcers talking about, it sounded like it was the ref being consistent. And it was a pretty similar challenge to yes, Di Maria. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that's mm-hmm. the case, I agree with it. You can't call a soft penalty one way and then not call another one. You know, if there's contact and it's, it's by the books of him, then that's a pen. Same as Dembele's foul just from behind. So it just, it made sense. One thing that, like, I was really happy Argentina did is, you know, you're 2-0 up in a World Cup final. Like, you very easily could have come out second half, made a few subs at the, right at the start of it, and just parked the bus. And I'm so glad they didn't because, I mean, you saw what happened against Saudi Arabia. They lost. So I'm I'm glad that, you know, they at least took chances still in the second half and um, kind of kept France, frankly, on their heels until up until they scored. And then, yeah, just it felt like 
that just shell-shocked their whole plan. And then Mbappe's goal, oh my goodness. They definitely looked more organized, France did, second half. I mean, Argentina, they didn't stop playing the way that they did. It's just that France actually kind of got it together and weren't sluggish, which I'm sure something had to happen in the locker room where... Deschamps threw some chair or some object or <laughs> multiple to, objects or slapped to. guys in the face or something like that to get them all motivated and stuff uh, yeah. to just you know, rile them up. I mean, they had to. The second Mbappe goal, unbelievable. The ball by Thuram to just kind of clip that over. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Marcus Thuram, son of the legend Lillian Thuram, should not be on this roster. Like, literally was a replacement. And he sets up a beautiful assist in a World Cup final. What a cool story for him. The pace on that ball, too, by Mbappe to bring that down and to put that much umph on it was was beautiful. I just didn't think he was going to take it first time, too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and he <I> did. <laughs> and I was like, no way. And I was like, wow. <laughs> that was, my goodness. Man, the end of that half was risky for Argentina. Like, it, I felt like they were going to give it up. Yeah, me too. Did not feel confident in the way that they were playing, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think was the thing that kept them there? Honestly, how did they survive that? I mean, I thought the play from Tagliafico was really bad today. I thought his defending was pretty borderline atrocious at some moments. And then on the opposite side of the pitch, Molina, I thought was decent. But I thought Romero and Otamendi did very well today. And I think that those guys combined with DePaul and honestly McAllister on the defensive side did really well too, I thought. I think that's solely what kept them in the game, like all skill and just them winning the ball in crucial moments because their heads and their bodies like somebody said they were gassed and that that's completely right like had their defending been slightly worse today they would have given that game up in the very closing minutes because Mbappe just had too much steam Griezmann looked very good I don't know if he was in at that point no he was out at 72 but I mean Griezmann leading up in the second half was fantastic Rabiot looked very good too and like you said Thuram looked amazing like they just had so much momentum built but if Argentina's defending had not been the way that it was, they would have lost that. So Props to who's Argentina's coach? I forget his name. Scaloni. Um, Scaloni. Props to his plan against France's wingers. I mean, for 75 minutes of that game, like they literally could not do a thing. It felt like Mbappe was just a normal player until, you know, until he obviously got his goals. But I was really surprised at how little he was involved in the first half. Like, I mean, he literally couldn't, couldn't do anything. Every time they... He touched the ball. There was a swarm around him in a, right, in a good way for Argentina that just really minimized his effect on the game. Oh, just one more thing about the wingers. I completely agree. And so much to the point, obviously Dembele being subbed off had a lot to do with his penalty, but he was looking fantastic in the games leading up to this final. And they completely took him out of the equation so much so that the Champs had to take him off. And then... They minimized Kolomuani up until the end of the game, I thought, as well. I completely agree. Big game-changing moment for me in the second half was the subs of Kamavinga and Coman. Coman, mm, especially, yeah. was fantastic. His movement, his passing, the way that he was just creating havoc was awesome. I thought Rabiot and, and Griezmann didn't have the best of games today, and I thought Kamavinga came in and really did a lot of good things. And the thing about Kamavinga is that Despite him not getting much run in this World Cup, I thought it was a smart move to bring him on today because he has big game experience. When he's come in and subbed in, it has been in very stressful Champions League moments. Specifically last year, he came on at the end of the the semifinal second leg against Manchester City and completely changed the game with his play. 
also did the same thing against Liverpool in the final where he stabilized and made sure that they did not score. Uh, that Liverpool didn't score. He's had plenty of experience in that moment, and him and Chiuameni together have been in that same scenario multiple times at the club level over the last few months. And so for him to get in there and do his thing, I thought was really good and provided something different in that in that Frenchman field that, you know, Rabiot doesn't really have, um, that Griezmann, you know, like Camavinga's not an attacking midfielder like Griezmann is, but Camavinga was still making stuff happen and doing a lot of good defensive work as well. Was there a save from Emmy at the end of the second half, or was that the Larice save? I'm trying to... There are so many saves at the end of the, uh, each, like, Larice section had that a I can't remember. had a big save on Messi at the end of the... That's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that was... That was a disgusting kick, too. It was, which I, you know, I was surprised that, obviously, he's not intentionally placing it that spot, but I was surprised that that wasn't in the back of the net from Messi. In watching the replay of that, it, it was... Obviously, it's a challenging shot to stop for Larice. Like, no, I'm not minimizing that save at all, because that was a great save, but... For the moment, especially, and this is also just what I wanted to happen as well. I was surprised that that wasn't more towards the top corner. It was sort of like top middle. But yeah, that was a that was a great shot still and a fantastic save. Kept them in the game for sure. Another big stop I thought was to stop. I can't remember if Lloris saved it, but when Montiel like tried to pull a Pavard from 2018 and like whip it with the, I think the inside of his foot. And I think, I can't remember if it was Larice or Varane headed it out. But that was a big moment, too. I can't remember when that was. It was either end of the second half or in extra time somewhere. I was really impressed by by that. Kanate played great again uh, when he came on. Upa Meccano, I thought, was by far the best defender for France today. Oh, my word. Yeah. It was unbelievable, especially towards the end of the game. Now, extra time, the chaos continued to ensue. Messi's goal was absolutely chaotic. I mean, didn't even know if it crossed the line. Yeah. Some people yeah. might not have seen that it crossed the line. It definitely did. Like when I saw it live, I was yeah. like, "That, like, not even close." Yeah. And then Mbappe's uh, second penalty on on the handball, which was again the correct call. I hate that that's the correct call. I know. I I hate it too. <laughs> but yes, yeah, that's foul. Mbappe, the second player ever to have a hat trick in a World Cup final. Team. Unbelievable. God, I Unbelievable. hate that. Oh, I hate that. Too. Like. Uh, okay, I don't hate Mbappe forever. Now that Argentina won, I can, I can, <laughs> I can be at peace and like root for him now because I do like him. Hate retracted. Hate retracted. Hate retracted. But I hate that that's a hat trick <laughs> for him, man. Like two penalties is just it's just a little foul. Sixty six percent of your hat trick is penalties. Like, come on. Obviously, throughout this course of the World Cup, we've seen that. I'm not in any way saying that penalties take no skill because we've seen a lot of people miss penalties this World Cup. So all credit to him for that hat trick, but that's a lowercase hat trick for me. Sure. sure. <laughs> no, I, I, re- I respect that for sure. And then Emmy's yeah. save at the end. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. On, I, I mean, that, that was game over. I was literally about I, to like yeah, walk out of my it. house. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to like be yeah. in shambles on the floor. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that, oh my gosh. that save was insane. I was mad when um, that second penalty went, went in for France because I texted Dennis right in the middle of the game. Dennis, um, Doss, I don't know if you watched the our our episode um, before or yesterday. I I had the game like called down to a T. Called it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I called the game three two. Uh, Messi would have a goal off a pen and a goal from the run of play. And that Mbappe would be scoring for France, and I was like, "No way!" And they That's had to score and ruin it, dude. Yeah, Emmy almost got that second 
he it, he almost yeah, dude. did four one or three one whatever it would like he dove obviously went down the middle but like on that replay you see him diving and he almost gets his foot up there to it like well mm-hmm. and he almost saved Mbappe's first penalty That's like true. Normal, no, he did, he in the penalty. normal part of the game yeah. and then he almost got uh. The first, like in PKs. Wait, yeah. was the one yeah. he made contact with Mbappe's second penalty in game, or was that his penalty in the shootout? That no, that, that was, was his PK, first yeah. in game. Okay, yeah, first dude. When I saw game. him him hit oh, that, right, yes. I was like, oh, I was worried that that was going to get in his head for the rest of the shootout, and that he wasn't going to make a save. So I was very happy to see him make a save. And also, talk about the psychological warfare of penalties, obviously. But Mbappe, like Mbappe, went to the left. And then whoever took the second one for France also went to the left, and Emmy still saved it. Like that is crazy. And then they went, they went to the left again, but he missed the goal. Oh, that shoot at many pen was bad. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Well, did you see what happened before? Um, Yeah. Were people talking to him? Well, Emmy, he had the ball, and then he just like threw it like way like away from everyone. Where. Too many had to go get it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, the, mas- was- the master of getting in your kitchen, dude. Yeah, dude. Emmy was a little foul this tournament. <laughs> or the, this final. Especially the – I didn't watch the tournament or the, the trophy, you know, presentation. Yeah. yeah. All the streams were oh ended. Oh, my gosh. I a picture of him with the glove, and that's just <laughs> – come on, man. Like, I want to I wanna root for you, but that's a little foul. Yeah. That was funny. Did you see the the picture of the like the Qatar official like behind him while he's doing that? He's just no, staring I didn't. at him. Was he just really? <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I I was really intrigued as to how the order for Argentina was going to go after Debila because I, I definitely thought Debila was in for penalties when he got subbed on. Mm-hmm. Paredes's one oh, was good. Totally. Montiel's yeah. one was good. Same thing for France. I mean, you kind of figured Mbappe would go, Coman would go, too many would go, and then who scored the last one? Kulumani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because most of the their other primary penalty takers got subbed out. I want to ask you guys, just speed round style, I want to ask you guys, I'm going to say the player name for each player in, in the game and just like very briefly say like good game, bad game. You can rate it out of 10. You can talk about whatever. Let's do it. Just to kind of fill time here. Start with, uh, let's start with the runners up. Let's start with, uh, with France and let's start with Larice. Decent game. Decent, like. yeah. I, I'd say like 6.5. I'd say decent through run of play and not a single save and shoot out. That yep. definitely hurts. Left back Teo Hernandez. I thought, I thought he did well. I thought Fine, he was very yeah. threatening in the first half, I'd say. Definitely and favored. kind of didn't have much involvement in the second half when France was actually cooking. But he was one of their few bright spots in the first half, I might say. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Upa Makano, best best of the bunch yep. for me, by far. Yep. Varane. I know he, I mean, we never found out what happened with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor I, guy. Was, I literally thought he was having a heart attack, bro. Like, yeah, that was, I didn't that know was to text that in the group for people who weren't watching and like actually got scared. But like, like, uh. <laughs> like I was very concerned because he like doubled over and was on the ground just breathing so hard. I was like, oh man, you know, I'm going to give Man's him was like final push. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to give him a good game because as that demonstrates, I really think that he played his heart out. I didn't think that he made too many mistakes that were crucial or game changing really, unless I'm forgetting something. I'd say decent game. Yeah, he he played solid. I felt like for the most part. 
Who matched up with Di Maria? Was it Kunde? Yeah, who I'm going to talk okay, about. Okay, I, I will thought, say. I thought, I thought Kunde was bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I skipped ahead. No, you're good. Kunde was the weak link of the of the back four Agreed. by far. Man's by got far. done. He was just getting absolutely done by Di Maria all all first half. Oh, oh, let's let's talk subs too. We missed Hernandez. Camavinga came on for him. What do y'all think? Well, I, w- I want to do subs oh, at the end? later. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I'll just do starting line first, cool, and then cool, cool. subs here in a sec. Uh, Rabio. Duh, meh. Yeah. Yeah, didn't really have a presence. Yeah. Honestly. Which was hard, because, like, he's recovering. Like, he was literally sick in bed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. during the semifinal, so, like, understandable. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like, you, sure. you had to play him. You had to. Mm-hmm. Are you going to put in Fofana, who him and Chuamani did not do well together on Wednesday? Chuamani, sure. speak up. I'll, I'll say decent. It wasn't as it wasn't as great. It wasn't a good way to end the tournament for the tournament that he's had. Yeah, la- last two games were kind of duds for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Started off really strong. Griezmann, yeah. nope. No, no me. yeah, I, I mean, I, just wasn't really present. I mean, he was spectacular against Morocco, and then just didn't really, like he just mm-hmm. he both got shut down and then didn't really like he wasn't effective when he had the ball. But yeah. he also didn't, really think, didn't get much of the ball. So he was defended yeah. well, to Argentina's credit. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Argentina's midfield really won that one today. I think one thing I noticed is their physicality was something that really frustrated France, like all game, especially those three in the, you know, just being the dogs that they are, like we've talked about so much. But no, I, I definitely think those three really just got shut down. And Argentina's game plan for minimizing their effect was was uh, a success today. Dembele, awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. Right to Agreed. seven out after forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a really good call. I was surprised that he that he pulled the trigger on that sub before halftime, since it was in the forty second minute. I figured yeah. <laughs> it would be off at halftime, but I mean, yeah, he was getting cooked, and you make a bad challenge like that, you give Argentina all the momentum. Two out of ten game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Real bad. Giroud. I don't want to, like, say he had a bad game. I just, you know, I think he was hurt. And, like, he was just not able to do much, you know? He was hurt and, like, didn't get the ball. To be fair, he did not get, like, any service. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's not like he could Yeah. He had one good header that obviously was that foul, right? Really... At the beginning of the game, but outside of that, yeah, you just, he, I don't think he got the ball much. So maybe Benzema should have played on the <laughs> bench. <laughs> oh, quick, quick thing about that. Did y'all see what Benzema said about that? Yeah, he was like, I'm no. not interested or whatever. Yeah, he was like, no, no thanks, which is crazy. Oh, wow. I yeah. also think I, I was reading like what people were saying about that, and people were like partially thinking it was out of respect for like the squad that made it there, you know? Because, like, yeah. to hop in at the final would be kind of like, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, break the vibes up. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I get that. Mbappe, duh. Like, 10 out of 10. Bet, like, yeah, we second best player on the field. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, duh. Like, yeah, there's sure. nothing else needs to be said. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Subs. Did they make six? Okay, they did make mm-hmm. six. I did want to have one comment on, on the subs sure. for France. Deschamps, man, just decided to go all in with his subs and, and how he did it. Um, just a huge gamble that I thought paid off. Killed just it. to do something like that at the in the first half, especially, you you know, take two of your subs out of the game. You don't know if extra time's gonna happen or what. It was a it was like a calculated, desperate move is what it felt like, you know, as the game went on. But credit to him for sure, because he needed to do something to get yep. France in the game. Yeah. Kudos. First ones were Dembele for Kulumani. Let's talk about Kolumani first. I thought he was pretty good. 
I thought he was very good. Agreed. Yeah, I what, think right. I think the size up front, especially on the wings, was something that Argentina didn't really know how to handle for quite a while. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of like crazy pace, but he's sure got that size and strength that really like gets him going. I wonder if he gets out of Frankfurt at some point after the performance that he's had, or maybe he stays yeah. there and, and really excels. Because Frankfurt's not a bad spot for him to to be at club wise. The other one in that was uh, what was it? Theron it was for yeah, Theron for Giroud. Theron was unbelievable today. Oh my gosh! You can make an argument he was like second or third best player for France today, outside of Mbappe and, and I throw Pumacano in there. Yeah. It's like those are yeah. your top three. Next one was Griezmann for Kingsley Coman, who I thought was great today. Yeah, I mean he was um, the initiator for. Mbappe second to dispossess Messi like that, which no one does that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that that was, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he felt good about that for a little bit. But yeah, no, that was a great sub. Unfortunate to miss the penalty or to have it saved by yeah. me, though. Right. I will say, but he's had a lot of big game experience too. So I'm glad that he was brought on early enough to make an impact and not later. The other one there was Camavinga for Teo. Like I said earlier, I thought Camavinga was pretty good today. Yeah, I think he outperformed Teo for sure. I don't know when these happened, but Fafana came in for Rabio. 97. I mean, eh, didn't yeah. do much. I think I feel like. that's just a Rabio wasn't fully there. You got to make a change. Yeah. And to further your point, Adam, I think that the Champs, that's definitely the right move by him to go all in and make those risky subs because you're at the World Cup final, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. I think if they don't make those subs when they did, I think the momentum doesn't ever switch back to France, you know? Definitely. If you're not, if you leave, especially if you leave Griezmann on, like, obviously we saw Coman, you know, pick Messi's pocket like that, which is crazy. But Coman just looked better than Griezmann at the end of the day. At that crucial of a position, especially against, like you said, Argentina won the midfield battle, so you need to change your midfield. And so I think that, I don't think Mbappe makes starts that comeback. I, I think he gets that penalty somehow. Obviously not in the mm-hmm. same fashion, but I don't think this game goes to extra time if Deschamps doesn't make all these subs. Totally agree. I don't remember when when Kanate came on, but I thought he was good in the minutes that he did play. I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. was not there very long, but I thought he had a couple crucial interventions in the box again, like he did the other night against uh, Morocco. And then Desasi, I don't know when he came on and he did nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I don't even remember who that was. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was another height thing because he came on for Kunde and yeah. Sassi looked pretty big. I don't know how big. he's six three. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely looks looks all bit of it. Kanate came on one fourteen. That was when Varane like doubled over on the ground. Yeah, yeah so. when he when we thought something bad was happening to him. Yeah, know. I thought I was kind of shocked that Varane made it that long. He obviously was exhausted, and Kanate has been playing very well. Was Kanate another victim of the illness going around? Yes, okay, he was. That's why. he was. That makes sense. But yeah, he did pretty, especially for these circumstances. Then he played really, really well. If you were to rate Deschamps' performance today. On the topic of him, what would you rate it out of 10? I would say, you go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, like, honestly, with, yes, they lost. I mean, I would still give him maybe an 8 out of 10. Eight, eight, eight and a half out of 10. Just from a pure coaching perspective to get France back into the game mm-hmm. in the way he did, I think is really commendable. And I think he deserves a lot of the the credit for how France was able to kind of take over once um, those subs were made. Yeah, I agree. I'm honestly going to say 9 out of 10 because he did everything that he could have done. The rest, obviously, in penalty shootouts, he had no control of that other than if he had influence in selecting the 
people. You know, I don't really know how that works. But yeah, he, he got them to the shootout. I'm deducting a little bit from some of the start selections, you know, in Rabio and Giroud, like obviously questionable starts. But yeah, I mean, he did, he did what he needed to do. I'll give him an eight and I don't give him anything higher because of just Giroud by himself. The fact that we knew yesterday that he had a knock and you still put him in there and he didn't last more than 40 minutes. I mean, that's right. kind of a waste. One of, yeah. one of my friends said it best today earlier over text. Giroud was in for the wrong 40 minutes. Yeah. If you start Thuram and then bring Giroud on later, like for the last 40, right. then that makes a little bit more sense because it maybe switches things up. I but agree. That was my one thing for him. But other than that, like in game, he was spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Yeah. So transitioning to the Argentine side, Emmy, start with him. Great. Did great. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Mbappe's goal, yeah, you got to touch on it, but the amount of pace he put on that, that's hard to put on Emmy. I don't think really anything that happened that game was really on him. Yeah, I thought he did great. He made some really good decisions with when to come out. Uh, on corners and all of that stuff. Thought his positioning was really good in general. He's amazing at penalties, like actually crazy. I don't think he guessed the wrong way any time but once, and that was on Colomani's, and he still almost got to it. Well deserved Golden Glove. I think to your point, Dennis, earlier today of Lovakovic could have also been a Golden Glove winner. I think this this tournament was stock full of amazing goalkeepers. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, like I obviously, or I also honestly thought Bono from Morocco could have been a, a Golden Glove winner. Yeah. You know, there's him. Chesney is there's a case obviously they didn't make it super far, but Chesney kept Poland in the tournament for as long as they were in it. Yeah, I mean there's so many teams that you could have a, you could have an argument for several goalkeepers this tournament. But well deserved to any thought he had a great game. For sure. Staying in the back line, we already talked about him, Tagliafico. I was surprised that he didn't go off way earlier. He made it to stoppage time of the second half of extra time, which mm-hmm. is absolutely crazy to me. I thought Altamendi was the better of the two, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Romero had a decent game, I feel like. I thought he had a couple dumb moments, but I thought yeah. Altamendi, who I do not, again, I do not <laughs> like him at all, at all. And I genuinely have thought Agreed, he been that good. Yeah. He was great today. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. outside of the outside of the penalty. Yeah, I agree. Oh, is he the one that he needed to Mbappe? Mm-hmm. That's tough. Who is the handball on? I didn't see the name that on uh, on the on the second Mbappe uh, penalty. Yeah. Montiel. 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 Yeah, Montiel. <laughs> yeah. Man had a roller coaster of a night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we'll talk about him in a sec. I mean, we we just said Romero, pretty decent. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Typical Spurs player. I thought Molina <laughs> played well. I really did. Definitely the better of the two wingbacks for sure. Yeah, well, especially just the work he put in on Mbappe. Yeah. For as long as he did. I mean, he was seriously just shut out for so long. And yeah, I thought he played well. Moving to midfield, DePaul, the bodyguard. Great game from DePaul, I think. He got absolutely assaulted all game. <laughs> yeah. And he really bodyguard did. things, man. Oh my yeah, goodness. He was like he's probably going to have a lot of bruises on his shins and the back of his legs and whatnot, but in his feet, man, but yeah, I thought he did great. He was the key part of them winning the midfield battle and a key part of winning Yeah, just his physicality. I thought in the first half, he was holding onto the ball a little bit too much on some of his passes. Moving the ball a little bit quicker, I think, would have helped a little bit in the early sure, going of the sure. game. But he definitely grew into it. It's kind of reverse karma for him because he plays at a club where all they do is just bruise you up. He plays for Atletico. And so for him to get the bruising today was kind of hilarious because like, he's the one doing that week in and week out because he 
is coached by Diego Simeone, and that's what a Diego Simeone team does. So yeah, that, that was pretty ironic, but, but he played well. Enzo, the young player of the tournament, by the way. Wow. I just saw the stat on Twitter. He made the most passes, won the most tackles, and won the most duels in the final of everybody on the field. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, speaks to them winning the midfield once again. Yeah, I thought he did fantastic as well. Like, him and him and DePaul on the defensive side, big time reason that they won that midfield battle. Yeah, he, he will be due for a for a move to a bigger club very, very, very soon. Definitely. Um, probably this window. Money, yeah. He joins a list of the most recent young players at the tournament that includes Lucas Podolski, who won in, in 2006, Thomas Muller, who won in 2010, Paul Pogba, who won in 2014, and Mbappe, who won four years ago. That's a pretty good list to join uh, yeah, of past winners, great. so kudos to him. Enzo was really, really great today. Personal opinion, I thought he was really good, but I thought McAllister was also really good too. I would say McAllister is probably my my pick for best for the midfield for Argentina. Yeah, yeah, I agree. His movement today, like on the ball, his dribbling, his like jukes, things like that, I thought were really, really strong. And obviously mm-hmm. the pass to Di Maria was just mouthwatering. So. Yeah. Kudos to him. I don't know if he should really move anywhere because he's at a really good spot in Brighton. So he's like playing in the best league in the world. Um, yeah. already so and he's starting every week so i i don't think he needs to go find himself like let me go force myself to madrid or barca or i don't know city i don't i don't think he needs iron to would that. probably taken yeah probably because they like to take everybody i will say i'm glad that him and depaul were subbed you could tell they were gassed yeah yeah i think if they were to have stayed on um it, it would have just hurt argentina more than helped them offensively that was a good decision to take them off for sure. Forward line. Let's do Alvarez first. You know, it was just kind of a mad game for him today. I think he got shut. Not necessarily bad, but just like, eh, you know. Just, eh, yeah. I don't think that he did anything poorly. I think France really shut him down. I will say his press helped a lot. Yes, he's a lot like DePaul in that regard. And he mm-hmm. also plays at the biggest club in the world where you press. City is the team that presses the best out of any team in the world. So that definitely helps in that regard. Di Maria, fantastic. Subbed too early, yeah. but fantastic Beautiful. today. Sure. Well, just just the story behind him, too. It just adds yeah. so much to how he played. Yeah. You know, another one of those guys that we're not going to probably see again on this stage. And to go out the way he did, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah, he said he's even said that this is his last international thing ever. Wow. We're like, he's mm. he's not going to play anymore. Copa America. None of that. I wonder if Messi will play another Copa America here I, in a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. I hope he doesn't. Honestly. Yeah. He needs to just go out on top. Yeah. Speaking of Messi. I mean, what else can you say, man? What else can you say? Man of the match in a really, really good match. He was he was awesome. The reaction on the second goal that he had, the one that looked like it didn't cross for a sec. I thought it was splendid mm-hmm. and, yeah. and did what he needed to do. He he caused havoc like he always does. So we'll talk about him more in depth here in a sec. The subs for them, Acuna for Di Maria was first. That was foul. Awful. That was Acuna was so atrocious. bad. <laughs> Bro, I, so, so bad. I didn't see this. I knew I saw Di Maria go off. I didn't see who they brought on. It took me like until like minute. 70 or 75 to re- like I had to go look because I was like when did Acuna get on this field and why is he on the field and so I had to go look and see that that's who they brought on I was so confused 
And to your point that you made earlier, Adam, about like you were so glad that Scaloni didn't come out in the second half and park the bus. Like that was what that sub was. You know, they were bringing on sure. another left back and they didn't try to park the bus per se, but they were definitely playing a little more. They had some, you know, yeah, more conservative. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so that was a dumb sub. And like, why are you bringing him on and not taking out Tagliafico? Yeah. Like, why do we have two left backs in? Two left backs that were doing horribly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like you didn't like we didn't have enough left backs doing bad. You just had to bring bring in one more. I was just gonna say like everything offensively that Acuna tried to do. It, <laughs> I just laughed because I'm like, this just looks like college ball. <laughs> yeah. In the United States, I just thought it was funny. Messi has said that he's not going to retire from the national team yet. Dang. He says I want to keep playing as World Cup champions with the Argentina shirt. Wow. Which, by okay. the way, looks like that with the patch <laughs> and with the third star. Dude, Isn't that sick. a pretty yeah. I love it that's so great. much. You know, I, res- I, 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 I need to buy one now. I respect the decision because, obviously, I think that it'd be great if he just went out on top. But I think the rapport and the chemistry that he's built with this team is astronomically yeah. higher than any other Argentinian squad that he's been in. Especially like when you look back to 2014, the relationship that he's formed with Emmy as his goalkeeper is just like so beautiful to watch. And who is the mm-hmm. key- I looked it up yesterday because I was looking up their squad. Do you remember who the keeper was in 2014? Uh, it was, gosh, what was his name? Not Rojo, uh, Romero. Yeah, Romero. Like, yes, yeah. Like, you could tell that that relationship was just not what it is now. And obviously, I think the skill has something to do with it, of like Emmy actually showing up. But yeah, I mean, I, I respect the decision to sort of like continue riding with these young kids that are in the squad. And, you know, it's sad to see Di Maria leave and that duo is gone now. But yeah, I like the decision. Two things I'll say. One, um, I think it, it also. It'll be interesting to see, like, give him a year or two. He's a little older. Like, is he still starting? Or is is he going to transition to yeah, um, a role on the bench? Which would be so weird, yeah. I think, to see Messi on the bench. Um, and, like, when would that change even be made? I would love to f- see him just start until he wants to be done. But, you know, who knows? I think, to your point, Dawson, I think it offers uh, kind of a new role for Messi, not only as team leader, but also as, like, team mentor in a lot of ways to really build up the younger guys and um, make sure that Argentina is still competitive once he's gone and things like that, um, I think would be good. Uh, I mentioned this to Dennis um, on our last episode. I had this weird speculation that like has no backing at all, but I was like, (laughs) what if Messi just decided to like call it quits? Like I'm hanging up the boots. I'm not going to the MLS. Like I'm done. (laughs) So I'm glad that that's not happening, but that would have been wild. Yeah. (laughs) So crazy. Do you guys think that Messi will coach? Ooh, That's uh, a good question. I don't know. Question. Definitely not immediately after. Yeah. Like I think I definitely think he's going to take some time, especially to be a dad. Yeah. Like because his kids are super young. Like really. Yeah. Really young. Oh, totally. So, I don't know. I yeah. I don't think that's something that he would do. I don't think. He would be a head coach. Okay. He may be like an assistant on a staff somewhere. Not to bring Ronaldo into this conversation, but Ronaldo's much more cut out to be a head coach than Messi is, I feel like. I don't think Messi's personality suits that. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I was just thinking, I've been thinking about that these, these past couple days. I wonder Good like question. if like a front office role of some sort would more fit that. Be involved with the team to a degree, but who knows? Yeah, that's interesting. Back to the, the team. The other subs that were made. I don't remember when all these were made. Uh, Lataro for Alvarez. Oh, my gosh. Lataro. Come on, God man. God help you. 
That was God help in minute me. 104, by the way. He's taking yeah. too many lessons from his teammate at intern, uh, Lukaku. Good grief. <laughs> I will say, in terms of game management, I thought it was a great sub because I think yeah. he yes. injected a great um, energy. attacking presence and energy Yeah, um, that Argentina really needed to get to pens, honestly. When he was in the game, like they were on the front foot the entire time. Yeah, you know, and had that sub not have been made, you know, you very easily could have seen another another goal, and France would have walked off with the game. So, yeah, good decision. Even mm-hmm. though man's got a man's got a score, come on. Yeah, I agree. This touch is just so bad. Like, why? Yeah. It was on paper the right sub because you know he's obviously starter potential at one point in this tournament. Like, he kind of revived Argentina's attack. So it was a good sub, but. The player did not. He should. He could have like three or four goals in like ten minutes. That was in the. Looks like that sub was in the one hundred and third. In the one hundred and second, Paredes came in for DePaul, and I thought Paredes did his job. Thank that you. tackle that mm-hmm. he had, the one like crunch tackle, was pretty sick. Golly, that was sick. <laughs> I literally borderline red. <laughs> yeah, like Jeez. by myself, I was audibly like, "Oh my gosh." Like, <laughs> that was crazy. His height helped too. I think his yes. height helped because any type of set piece, they were at such a disadvantage. And he took a penalty, right? I think he did. Yes, he did. He took the. I can't remember what which one it was. Now. I, think I, think it, the third. I think it was the second. The third. Oh. No, he took the third because Dybala took the second. Ah, yes. Okay. And then Montiel made the last one. Pizella came in for McAllister. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea who Pizella is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. All he, right. Moving he on. He plays for. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fine. He's a defender who plays for Betis over in Spain. Okay. Same club as Guardado, if that if that helps. Okay. He's like six two, six three as a defender, and yeah, he didn't do much. I mean, he he was just brought in to stabilize. Yeah. I'm sure he did that, but I didn't see much of anything from him. Dybala, I mean, didn't do much on the field when he was on because mm-hmm. he came in literally right before penalties. Yeah. He but, did his or job. the penalty. He did his job. That's right. <laughs> And you know who else did his job? It was Gonzalo Montiel, who came in at the 90-minute mark, got a, a yellow card for the <laughs> penalty, which was a bummer for him. But also, he scored the dang winning penalty in a World Cup final. So kudos yeah, he, to him. Yeah, Clayton and I will have way more him. meme discussion about him uh, when we record yeah. next. But, oh, man, when when I saw that he was taking the kick, I mean, we were all standing up, like, in front of the TV at, sure. at my house. And Clayton and I look at each other, and we just, like, jaws dropped like oh my god is it actually gonna happen and we're like holding each other as we see the game <laughs> and, and as he made it we just like screamed our heads off and like fell on the couch just like what is happening <laughs> the, the funniest most dramatic like unnecessarily dramatic thing ever just like we That's have joked great. about this man the entire month and now here he is in the most important moment of his life doing what he was supposed to do it was so funny uh, kudos to him. Yeah. He really did well, I think, though. I mean, the flick that he had was great. He he defended really well. I was gonna say, like with his with his handball on the penalty. That's like I feel like it's just his game. Like performance was like your classic Fortune five hundred company stock drop because you know it's just gonna go up again. Yeah. But like you know, just oh, that was such a a blow. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but yeah. I've got a couple like generalized questions based on on this game. I want to talk about Messi first and about obviously how important it is that he won this and how this cements his legacy. To me, he is 
firmly the GOAT now, like 100,000 million percent like he is. How do you think this title affects how he finishes his career? Like, I wonder how this affects when he moves to another club. Like, I don't know if he's going to stay at PSG much longer. Like, does he decide to stay kind of in this fresh sort of shape that he has been, like playing in France? Does he go back to Barcelona? Does he go back to Miami? How long does he play on the national team? Kind of like how we talked about with the quote he just said. What do you think this does for his future? And how long do you think he even plays for? Because I, th- I mean, at this rate, he may not play the next World Cup, but he could play like in 2025 and maybe still be effective. You know, I think from here on out, he doesn't have this weight anymore of not having a World Cup or something that would like, you know, knock him as not being the greatest of all time. Because I totally agree. I mean, he's up there. I thought he was beforehand, but now it's now it's official. You know, I think wherever he's at, whatever he decides that he wants to do, I mean, he's just going to I think he's a lot more free to just do to just play. You know, there's not this this pressure of, you know, you know, his country on him per se to, you know, give them, you know, what they deserve in a lot of ways and and all of that. So I think whatever he decides to do, it, it's just going to be more out of just I'm going to end my career and kind of this celebration and, and kind of sense of remembering in a sense. So I completely agree with that. You know, that's like the sole reason that I was so nervous for this World Cup is just like what it what's it going to do to Messi? You know, like how is it going to affect him personally and him, you know, legacy wise? You know, just because I think another loss in the final would have, you know, we would have seen, you know, a scene similar to Neymar and how much that hurt. Like, I don't know how Neymar is going to bounce back from all of this personally. So, yeah, I think that for Messi, what this does is it just gives him a sense of peace and a sense of like, like it's like you said, a burden's lifted off of him. Um, Mm -hmm. He doesn't have anything to prove now. Obviously, he's been enjoying his football for a while, but I think he can truly you know, just go out there and have fun. You know, obviously that's how he plays and that's what he does, but there's nothing left to prove. By the way, they've made $42 million in prize money. Holy. Has, so, <laughs> you know, let's so. go. Let me know when my check's coming. Yeah, yeah you know, I real. deserve some for my heart rate in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> geez, no kidding. My no mental health kidding. deserves some <laughs> competition. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know how Neymar's going to recover from that at all. That is going to be very, very interesting. I think at this rate, I think Messi probably plays the next Copa America, and then that's probably it, which I don't remember what year that is. I think it's in 2025. I'm not totally sure, but it's something like that. Reverse question, Mbappe. I don't want to forget his performance today because it was Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like, if you score a hat trick in a World Cup final, that's legendary. That's absolutely legendary. And he scored four in two World Cup finals, which is unbelievable. That's crazy. How realistic do you think it is for him to not only make it back to a final, but to win one, maybe two more World Cups? Because I think he could win. I honestly think he could end his career with three. He's that good. I, I agree. Like, He's that good? France is that good? Go ahead. I was just saying, no, I, I mean, I agree with you, Dennis. Three is definitely not out of the picture, you know, barring entries and all that jazz. Um uh, Clark, actually, as he's been kind of learning and watching the World Cup, he, he, he said something I thought was good. Mbappe's age, like he got really lucky that like his age lined up so well with the World Cup cycles. So like, I mean, he very easily, it could be around for another 16 years, like no, no doubt. And with the depth um, that France has and with how young they are. Oh yeah, um, I could. You know, they could even get back this next World Cup cycle, for all we know. So 
Yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100. I think that they're already contenders for 2026. Like when you look at their squad, just a couple notable. I'm only going to talk about people if they're over the age of 26. And that is Giroud is 36, Griezmann's 31, Vertout's 29, Rabio's 27. So he'll still be back probably. Varane's 29, and then Lloris is 35. If I did not say a name, they are 26 or younger. Yeah, so you're looking at a core of Mbappe, Camavinga, Chuamini, Uvamakano, Konate, Teo Hernandez, Lucas Hernandez, I think it fits in that too. I think Lucas is a little bit older. That's insane. That's actually insane. When you look at their players. Well, not to mention their injuries too. Yeah. Yeah, and Kunde as well. I forgot Kunde yeah. on this equation. And, and Debele. And you look at their players under 24 or under 25. You've got Kunde Bisasi, if he's good. I really don't know. Saliba, you got Chuamini, Bofana. Kamavinga is 20. That's crazy. Mbappe is obviously 23. Kolomani is 24. Yeah, like I, I think they should already be favorites to win. Next next cycle, honestly. Them and Spain and yeah, Spain. Spain's scary, but we saw how yeah. they went out this year, so they got a lot yeah. of stuff to tie up. Yeah. Shout, shout out Adam <laughs> for not being confident in them. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, saying, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. go against my my heritage. My next question. I mean, it's really simple. Is this the greatest final ever? Is this the greatest game of football ever? Yeah, that's really it. It's the best game I've ever seen in my life. You know, I don't I don't know if I can fully speak on the World Cup games pat, uh, you know before 2000. <laughs> oh, it's got to be up there. It's got to be with some of the, you know, with some of the Pele games and some of the um, you know, Italy games when they had their runs. Um, it's got to be up there. Yeah, to me that's the best sporting event I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. By yeah. far. And I've seen I mean, you guys know me. Like I watch sports all the dang time. I mean, there's been good basketball games like Warriors Cavs game seven in 2016, Super Bowl a few years ago when the Patriots came back and beat Atlanta. You know, games right. like that. Really, really solid games. But that was with the storylines, with the drama, with the way the game played out, everything, everything about that game just takes the cake for me. Like, not even close, really, not even close. I don't know what can top that. I really don't know. And it happens every four years, and that's what makes it even more sweeter. You know, it's like it's not yeah. something that we get every year. It really isn't. So, man, I, I, I'm just really happy that that is how this really, really dope tournament has played out. To kind of put yeah. a bow on this tournament, what do you guys think as we close the month and as we transition back into club footy here in about a week? And, and what are your thoughts as, as we say goodbye to Qatar 2022. It's sad because there's all the players that we've mentioned who are making their last World Cup appearance. There's a part of me that that's really like thankful for this World Cup cycle and how how awesome it's been. Uh, just because I think it was a great ride for so many of those players who are now making their exit. You know, obviously a lot didn't get the result that they wanted, but there's still a lot of memorable moments and, and really beautiful moments that we got out of this World Cup. So I think it's been a very fulfilling World Cup. And it's especially like really good to see that because I think a lot of people were very anxious about how this World Cup was going to be. Obviously, with the location being having all the controversy and whatnot, I think it was a great way to end the World Cup. I'll speak from, um, I think, I think American soccer standpoint, I was just thinking about this. I think, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful 
um, that over the next decade, you know, from um, I think how good a lot of these games were and um, with the fact that, you know, the U.S. did make it out of the knockout stage, they had a, a fourth game, it kept people more involved for longer in the United States. And then to have a final like this um, that I I'd hope I hope a lot of Americans were watching as well. You know, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is a, a reminder because I've even heard it from a few people already. It's just like, wow, I didn't know how big the World Cup was. Um, I didn't know like how big the trophy presentation, for example, like I didn't know it was so huge that it was such a big deal. Um, and that soccer or football is the sport um, that this is this is for, you know, um, I'm hopeful that it brings a lot a lot of both young people and parents to realize um, how great the game of football is. And um, I'm hopeful that it brings a lot more people to want to play and be involved um, and things like that for, you know, the hope in 20, 30 years, you know, we have a team that can be in a moment like this, you know, and I think that would be really cool. So I'm definitely hopeful and I've been, it's been great to watch, great to um, get to, you know, hang out with friends and, and just binge soccer for so long. And um, I think that's all great. So Considering all the things, all the baggage that this World Cup has, um, unfortunately, with how it was awarded, the human rights issues, what guitar stands for, the things that happen in, in their country, the death of, of Grant Wall and the death of other reporters and photojournalists throughout this cup. Despite all of that, I mean, I, I don't want to ignore that because I think that's important and I don't want to make it just about the sport um, because obviously the sport was has been really great. But also there's, you know, there is a little bit of a of a dark side to this. And in that regard, I'm glad it's done, that we don't have to worry about this anymore. And that in four years when it's here, it's like, obviously, we don't live in, in a perfect country. We don't live um, in a perfect continent like Mexico is not perfect. Canada's not perfect. There are problems that are over there that are not going to be as prevalent here, hopefully, you know, barring some crazy thing that happens in the government over the next four years. But I do think that this is setting up for hopefully a really, really exciting tournament in about three and a half years. And this World Cup, from a sport perspective, went about as good as it could have, you know. Obviously, it took us a little bit to like get past all the, the funny draws and you know, the lack of goal scoring uh, in the first half of the group stage. But really, once the the last match day of the group stage happened and beyond, it started to get really, really exciting. And so I'm, I'm really glad it ended up that way. I think the ending of it was perfect. Obviously, the game, the way Messi won it, everything just kind of felt like destiny today and throughout this last couple of weeks. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things about the quality and of the players and, and where they're at. And it just reminds us that, the game is in good hands, you know, like guys like Mbappe, guys like Cody Gakpo, for example, guys like for for us, like Tyler Adams, you know, guys like that, that help, you know, fuel more interest in the sport that help keep the sport in a good light. Guys like that really, really shined on this on the stage. And so I think that's a that's a big deal. And for the most part, this World Cup was a win, um, despite all the all the bad things about it, all the things that we can't ignore. Um, my last question is going back to Messi. In terms of the greatest athletes ever, mm, and there's a lot of them, as we know, where where is he up there? Like, are you talking about any sport? In any sport. That's such a hard debate for me because, like, just the different skill involved in different sports being, you know, just a characteristic of the sport. You know, there's not really, you mm-hmm. know, how do you compare 
a tennis player to a football player and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'd say he's definitely up there. There's so many things to consider when you're talking about that. But I would probably definitely have him in top three, top two. I feel like there's arguments for other people, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree. For, it's, it's hard to compare apples and oranges. So, yeah, I don't know if I, I've got like a firm spot of where he's at. One thing I do want to highlight, though, is you think of his, uh, his upbringing and his backstory, um, how he had growth deficiencies and had to get literal growth hormones injected into him just so he can play and grow like a normal, you know, a normal human in a lot of ways. And a lot of the, the challenges and setbacks that he had to go through with that to, to get to Barcelona and still be undersized his entire career, just like a unicorn in a, in a lot of those ways, I think is just something worth mentioning when you're talking about the greatest ever, just a lot of what, you know, he had to do to even get to where he's at from just a pure not being your typical, you know, soccer player and what you would imagine the greatest soccer player of all time being, you know, he's not what you would expect the greatest soccer player of all time to, you know, to be or to have done in a lot of ways, I feel like. So, yeah, I agree with that. Top probably three or five for me. I mean, you have the Muhammad Ali's of the world. You have the LeBron's, you have the, the Serena Williams of the world. Like there's so many people, but, this title really puts him in a very, very like, like small group of people. Yeah, you know, I feel like just a, a different tier. Elites of not the to say that he was already there, but it just just kind of like cements him there. Not just in football, but just in sport throughout. So it's a it's a big day. It's a big day for the sport. Big day for him. Quick little thing. Did y'all see the guy uh, talking about the Jazz jersey? Yeah, the guy. What? Like why? <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a Donovan hey, Mitchell jersey. Hey, let's go jersey. jazz. Let's go jazz, all right? Come like, on. He's wearing the new jersey with Donovan Mitchell's number, it looked like. And it's like, he doesn't even play there anymore. Like Y'all didn't know the jazz had a really big in- impact in Argentina? Yeah, or in Qatar, apparently. Right. God, yeah. <laughs> Good grief. That's funny. Hey, I did want to mention, I don't know if it was a podcast or if it was something I read or, or what, but what's going to be really interesting is North American international soccer over the next four years with three of the top teams not having to qualify for the World Cup. Just like what is the mindset for these teams going into it? Because they, they don't have to qualify. Like they could pump the brakes per se. Um, they better not, man. Or, you know, I hope not. I agree. It's just I think it's going to be an interesting four years for North American international soccer. Yeah. Just because, you know, there's not going to be a lot of spots. So a lot of the, um, you know, smaller teams are going to be really busting it to, to yeah. try and, you know, do something. But it could either go really well or really bad, I feel like, for Mexico, U.S., and Canada. Yeah, I mean, Dawson, to, you and I see. have talked about it recently. Gold Cup is super important yeah. now. Like, it has to be taken really seriously. Let's yeah. hope that everybody gets into Copa America in the next one. Like, and whenever that does happen, if that does happen, like, all three other countries need to take that seriously because that's essentially your qualifying. You have to have a, a certain edge and a certain amount of, like, training and experience against good teams. And if you're not going to qualify, if you're not going to deal with the stakes of that, then go play the defending world champions now in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Go play Brazil. Go play Uruguay. Go play Chile. Go play all these other teams. Go play friendlies against yeah. England and France and Germany and everybody in UEFA. And take the team seriously. Like, don't bring in, like, a three-fourths MLS roster if you're the U.S. or a 90% Liga MX roster if you're Mexico. Like, bring your A team and take it seriously. You know what I mean? 
and try yeah. to be competitive in that regard. I think what does help too is that the the leagues are getting better, specifically MLS. League MX is kind of a, a little bit on a, on a downslope, but I think League's Cup will definitely help bring it back up to some degree. But MLS is in a really good spot where the league is improving and lots more money is being invested and bigger players are coming and things like that. So I think that will help from like a yeah, men's sure. national team perspective. But One more thing that I had to add on a different topic that we briefly touched on in our one of our last episodes Dennis but I just saw a graphic talking about like how France and the actual nationalities of their players like natural born and whatnot can you guess Mm -hmm. how many and bonus points for which players are actually native Frenchmen can you tell me if it's less than five it is less than five okay I think it's probably four it is three okay Giroud yeah that's one Griezmann Hugo Hugo Not Griezmann. Yes, Hugo. Giroud and Hugo are two. Not Griezmann. It's pretty easy. You could probably guess it. You just got to think about it. Rabio? Yeah, Rabio. Yeah, okay, yeah. The rest are... They're all like African. Like, they have African blood. They have like Algerian blood or whatever. I don't know what Varane is or Teo Hernandez. Yeah, like they have... uh, Are they Spaniard? I don't know. Is Griezmann Spanish? Really? I'm, I'm the most surprised about that one with a name like Antoine. Quick question. Is Deschamps around in four years? You know, I would say so. I don't think so, unless something happens in between. Unless they, like, poop out in Euros in two years. My gut answer is, yeah, I mean, it's his to lose, I think, is my my main answer there. He didn't do anything this tournament that would warrant, like, you know, serious consideration of 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 a change. My opinion. You know, I think Griezmann is a French man. I think that article oh, okay. or that article was wrong. It says he was born in Macon. I was right. You were right. Four. How do we feel about club football starting in a week? Are we are we excited? Are we like, oh, this is too much footy? Like, what's the vibe? I need to catch up. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm excited. I feel like I'm glad that there's something for the players that did not get to where they wanted to in the tournament to go back to. And to, you know, take their mind off of their disappointing tournament results, if that was how they perceived the result. So, yeah, I think it's good for the players. The PSG locker room should be really interesting. Yes. Now that now that Messi's yeah. going to have a World Cup title and, and Mbappe and Neymar are going to be like, hi. Yeah, they're going to be like, hello. <laughs> he's going he's to walk in, you know, feel like nothing's wrong, and they're going to be like, oh, screw you. <laughs> and it's also like, hey, Why let's go in Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, at some level, they, they're all professionals and they're all old enough now. I feel like it ain't going to be like a Gio Reyna situation up in there. So, I yeah, think, I think, you know, I think it'll end up being fine, but it's fun to speculate for sure. Yeah. And remind me, Women's World Cup's next summer. Yeah, yes. in a few months in yeah, exactly. uh, Australia, New months. Zealand. Oh, I'm so excited. Honestly, yeah, I want to I harp on this real quick. The Women's World Cup this year should be really, really good. Yeah, and because yeah. the U.S., I don't think should be the favorite. They've been kind of struggling recently. Yeah. England is really, really good. Spain is really, really good. France is really, really good. There's a lot of great yeah. women's teams now, so it should be a really exciting women's World Cup in the summer. I, I hope yeah. it does really well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Obviously, we want the U.S. to win because that's that's our our squad. That's our ladies. But would that be that be three times? That'd be a three in a row, right? Yep. It would be a three-peat, yeah, and it would be like fourth or fifth overall. Oh, also, by the way, how do we feel about the robe that Messi had to wear during the, the trophy ceremony? The robe? I didn't see it. 
the Qatari like ruler or the head of state, he like put on this little like black robe around Messi like as he's grabbing the trophy and so as Messi's like lifting the trophy in the air he just has his like black robe like draped over his jersey I thought it was kind of fire I thought it was like you know I I definitely very like a traditional thing I'm sure for yeah you know being in Qatar and whatnot oh yeah I see I thought it was also one of those things like anointing the king (laughs) kind of of vibes so I thought I thought it was kind of cool he definitely looked kind of cool yeah that's weird I think that yeah Fire. It kind of looks fire, but it does give me like weird feelings, you know. <laughs> Why? Sure. What did you just do? To yeah. Me? yeah. My thing with that, I don't want to disrespect the tradition at all, but it's like, sure, I understand like wanting to like leave your mark, like if you're a host country. You know yeah. what I mean? It just looks like super odd to like in some ways take away that moment from the players yeah. you know because sure. that's about like the team that just won not the host country yeah. you know what i mean as much right, as yeah. the host no country disrespect to the traditions yeah. yeah yeah it's just like it just looked a little little odd like can you imagine in four years when let's let's say france wins at at&t stadium and jerry jones and his courts just gets up there and puts a cowboy hat on top of Mbappe or, or somebody. A like, cowboy that hat and really a McDonald's hat. burger. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would just look really odd, right? Yeah, like, for yeah. sure. I don't know. Uh, like, it, it's cool, like, the royalty thing, like, th- that aspect of it. But, like, I don't know, like, the fact that those are going to be in pictures forever, I, it just, yeah, like, I he, he definitely sure. did not want to have that on, too. I also thought sure. another thing yeah, that was funny was fair. that, Mbappe did not want to deal with anything that uh, the president of his country, uh, Macron, was saying to him. Like, uh, anytime that, like, yeah. Macron tried to, like, talk to him, like, Mbappe, like, didn't look at him in the eye, like, was, like, trying to turn away and stuff. Which <laughs> I, thought was, I thought was a little bit funny, so. Yeah, um, it's just like, bro, let me be, gosh. Yeah, which, like, I, I totally get that. And also, I know there's a lot of rumblings that, like, French people and, and I'm sure guys on the French team do not think highly of, of their yeah. president, so... That's a whole separate conversation. Uh-huh. Not not to get yeah. into government. Bro, and, and Emmy had to Emmy had to be a clown dog. He had to be a clown on stage. Oh, did you see the picture? Yeah, the picture is rough. <laughs> with him with the with the golden glove. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Adam? Emmy. Oh, bro. <laughs> I haven't seen I saw I saw it live, so I saw what happened, but I didn't okay, I haven't seen the yeah. picture. Oh, is rough cuz he's got the Qatari oh, like official behind him just like so disappointed. Oh, no. It's like what is oh, happening? Oh my god. My gosh, what? <laughs> Y'all, the, it's like, Emmy, I know you finna party, but like, just give it, give it an hour, please. <laughs> Dude, you know somebody in the Premier League, whenever they get close to him in the box, the next time somebody plays Aston Villa, it's just gonna deck him because it's like, you're a clown. Yeah. Like, nobody likes you. Like, pff, just try to Freaking like, idiot. mess him up, you know? Oh that, my a couple of my friends yeah. were like, I hate this keeper so much. Like, just constantly throughout the whole tournament. It's like, it's fine if Messi wins, but I hate their keeper. Yeah. I hate their keeper. I hate their keeper. It's just so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't want to get into who's the best 11 because, I don't know, I, I have to think about everybody at that point. I don't think my brain can really handle that at this yeah, point anymore. Fair. So you feel like that's a good place to stop, fellas? Good so. place to, I to put so. a bow on this cup? I feel content with what we do. Yeah. All right. Well, listener... Thank you so much for for being a part of the ride the last month, month and a half. It has been a joy to do this and to talk this really awesome tournament throughout the month. Thank you, you two fellas, for being a part of the coverage and for finally making your debuts on the show. Dawson, this is, I think, your 10th appearance, so kudos to you. Yes, yes, so kudos to you, Adam. You're on two, hopefully many more to come. If you like what you heard, listener, 
First of all, thank you. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast over on Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to uh, the show. It helps greatly to help people know about it and to push it out to more people. Be sure to follow the pod on Instagram at Dennis and Friends Pod for content and all that stuff. Be sure to email DennisandFriendsPod at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything like that. Follow Dawson and me on social media. Adam does not have social media, which is totally, totally cool. Be sure to follow the Doss Boss Man and me. Um, on the, the social and be sure to click the funny links on uh, on the show notes for for other things like music and merch and other things and you know all all the things. So here in the next couple of days, Clayton and I will will do our own little recap on the cup and also do our next EPL talk. So that's the next episode, and then after that, I don't know because it's the holidays. So we're about a week from Christmas, literally a week from Christmas. I keep forgetting that that's happening. I mean, we don't even have our Christmas tree up at our house yet. So again, thanks for being here. Until next time, be good and do good. Merez and Maxwell, sign us out. See you later. Happy holidays. Gonzalo Montiel can win the World Cup for Argentina with this kick.